Hi, my name is Katie Pace, and this is City Church Daily for Saturday, February 27th. One of the hardest prayers I have ever prayed and ever will pray is, Not my will, but yours be done. It is a prayer of submission, of surrendering to something beyond yourself, to the will of God. Not my will, but yours be done, is the prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane the night he was betrayed, arrested, and led away to be tried and eventually crucified. That night alone, Jesus was in such a place of agony, to the point where he was so pressed, so stressed, he was sweating blood. I personally have not been under that much pressure, but I can definitely relate to the tension of knowing that my will is butting heads with what I know or believe God wants of me. I imagine that this was not the first time Jesus had prayed that prayer. It was the first time recorded in scripture, but praying not my will but yours be done is a practice that Jesus lived his life by, and it is evident in the Gospels. It was a posture that he continually returned to, recentering himself around. I'll be honest, it's easy to pray, not my will, but yours be done when things are going your way. (laughs) When the call of God is fresh on your life, when everything is lining up for you, and the green lights are all in your favor. But it's harder to say those words the more difficult the circumstances and the more you want what you want. Jesus built the practice of surrendering his will to his Father over the course of his life and ministry. And the cost of discipleship, the cost of following Jesus for us, is to do exactly as he did. Jesus didn't just come into this world to paint a pretty picture of what the kingdom of God was going to be like, so we'd think it would be all golden and smooth sailing. No. He led by example and lived a life of surrender to the will of his Father, even as it cost him everything. In Hebrews 12.2, the author tells us that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross disregarding the shame, despising the torment that came with it. He endured because he believed his Father and trusted that what lay on the other side of death was worth giving his life for. The prayer, not my will but yours be done, is not a dead-end prayer. It is not just looking at the circumstances we face like a brick wall thinking it is never ever going to change. To pray the prayer not my will but yours be done, is to look beyond the current circumstances that you wish would change, that aren't lining up the way you thought they would. It's looking beyond the present to the hope that is in God, in Christ Jesus. I know it sounds a little vague, but in my own life, there have been multiple opportunities to look at a current situation and want change so badly to want something different than what was before me, to see a door closing that I thought I was supposed to walk through and choose to hold with open hands this thing, this dream, 
desire, job opportunity, relationship, whatever, and pray, not my will, but God, yours be done. Choosing to believe that God, your heart towards me is good, that you have good in store for me. And just as Psalm 27, 13 says, I will remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of God while I'm alive. And to take it further, believing what Paul said in Ephesians 3.20, that what God is doing will be so far beyond my scope of understanding and imagination. If you believe God is directing your life and that he works everything together for the good for you because you love him and are called according to his purpose, then any door that closes does not limit him. Any opportunity that falls through Anything that ends does not restrict what he can accomplish in and through your life. What lies beyond the hardship, the disappointment in front of you, is worth more. And through the lens of faith and who God is, you will see God's goodness, despite things not going the way you want it. We can pray, not my will, but yours be done, because our confidence is not in the set of circumstances before us. Our confidence is not in what we wish could be or wish had happened. Our peace is not determined by that. Our joy is not determined by that. Our confidence is in who our Father is, who our Dad is, what we have seen Him do, and who we know Him to be gives us a good forecast of what will happen as we yield our wills to His. I'd like to pray as we close because I got the sense as I was preparing that I'm not the only one that these words might resonate with and as we're moving in this season of Lent towards the cross this dying to self this laying down our life to pick up the cross and follow after Jesus praying these words may not be easy But what lays on the other side of your surrender is so much more worth it than any temporal gain from holding on. And so I pray, Father, be with us right here, right now. God, first and foremost, we fix our eyes on your goodness. You are good, Father, and you are love, and you love us so much. You have good in store for your children your sons and your daughters. And I ask that your presence be so evident in our lives today. May we recognize your fingerprints in our day today. That as we yield ourselves to you, that you give us a glimpse of what you have in store for us. That just as Jesus could look beyond the cross and the pain and the disdain, that you would give us vision for what lies beyond our surrender. We lay ourselves before you, and we thank you for what is to come. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.